With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blanket double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Cheaters, welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm good, Josh. Happy Mother's Day to all of the FPL moms out there around the world. Um, Hope you're having a great weekend. I myself am doing a whistle-stop tour of Wi-Fi spots around upstate New York to to keep us connected as we finish out the the Premier League season. Yeah, your own personal nomad land. Uh, You're going through that right now. Yeah, so we're recording this on Sunday and kind of a weird time to record, you know, I mean, there's there's really no good time to record this week when you've got matches Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday and the Thursday match is especially big, right? Because it's it's um, Liverpool, Man United. I have six players in the final the final match of, of this. It's going to be blockbuster, baby. Yeah, exactly. So just a, a strange week. You know, tomorrow actually has a nice little breather. There's a match on, but it, it's got to be the most irrelevant fantasy match of the season. It's uh, Fulham uh, play Burnley tomorrow. So you know, catch your breath on Monday, get some work done. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, see your loved ones. But um, yeah, so it's uh, we're we're halfway through and kind of a you know so the theme of this week's podcast is the the MFFA make fantasy fun again. This is the theme of the podcast this season, uh, the MFFA All Stars, and so we're going to talk about we're going to we're going to kick things off with a game week thirty six preview. So anybody who 
It was here for the hard stuff, you know? It's a five-minute preview. <laughs> Key matches, yeah. captain picks, transfer targets. We're going to go into that, okay? Yeah. And then, yep. if you want to stick around, we're going to do our MFFA All-Stars for the season. Yeah. And again, this is, MFFA to me is a, I mean, I thought about this because I had one of these sour weekends. I'm not even sure why. Like, I'm like, basically, I'm like a gray arrow. I, I think I'm... Um, uh, I'm on like 63 points or I think I'm on 67 with a minus four. Um, I basically, I think I've dropped like a hundred spots overall, like 4.5 K overall. But every like time I wanted to post this weekend, I was like, it was just like, like the, I, I was in like a negative mode. So I kept posting stuff that was negative and then deleting it, you know, like 10 minutes later, I'd jump on and delete and be like, why am I doing this? Like, you know, and so I think I'm just, I think I'm ready for summer. Uh, you know, it's, I think I'm really ready for the, the, um, the matches not to be drawn out so much anymore. I think that was what got me a little bit this weekend was just that feeling of like, okay, like there's 10 hours of this, you know, I've got to pay attention to 10 hours, like, you know, not like full on, like I'm going to watch every minute of these matches, but like, it's always there in the back of my head, you know, <laughs> I know that it's there. Yeah. 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 I hear you. I, I feel like the end of the season is is coming now. Yeah. Uh, we're 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 ready. Yeah, we're ready. And to recharge with the Euros, I think is going to be. Uh, speaking of making fantasy fun, to have a tournament where we have to talk about this, Josh. If we're going to play fantasy Euros or not, or if we're just going to try to make it a pure watch. What do you think? Are you yeah. into fantasy euro? TBD, Brandon. Uh-huh. Okay, let's put that in the big old TBD kit. There's a lot of times when I say I'm not going to do something and then I turn around and, and decide to do it. But I think you and I are definitely planning to take at least a few weeks off just, just to recharge a little bit. Definitely. Everyone should do that. I think we, we didn't really yeah. do that during the pandemic. And I think we're kind of, uh, you know, uh, I think we kind of regretted it later, you know, because something was October. And <laughs> yeah. we're like, oh, we probably missed our window. Um, so I will say it was, you know, um, I, you know, I guess I feel like I'm talking about being like a little burned out in the season, but I, I, you know, I will say on a more positive note, uh, we actually had some pretty interesting matches this week. And I thought that, um, or at least we saw some good individual play. I don't know if I want, you know, it was like, I thought Leeds Spurs was kind of a fun and interesting match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man City Chelsea had its moments, uh, especially in the second half. Um, I thought Liverpool Southampton even was like a high quality match and, uh, Man United had a decent comeback. Like there was like a, a, lots of different it was, it was not a weekend without quality and the Leicester Newcastle mm-hmm. match. I mean, credit to Newcastle. Like, I, you know, I, I've never had people angrier at me, Brandon, than when I said that <laughs> Steve Bruce was not doing a terrible job. And yeah. I think since then he hasn't dropped a point or no, he hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't lost a match. He's dropped some points, yeah. but they have not lost a match since then. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been an incredible turnaround, uh, following the Fulham season and their great escape. And just a month ago thinking, oh, it's going to be like a cup final when Fulham meets Newcastle in game week 38. Uh, and then here we are, Newcastle are in 13th place and Fulham are effectively mathematically relegated. Yeah. That's really the, the, uh, one interesting point of Monday's Fulham Burnley matches. If Fulham put Fulham away, then if Burnley put Fulham away, then it's like a Freudian slip. If Fulham, if, Fulham, <laughs> if Fulham finally put themselves away, yeah, I mean that's kind of what they've been doing all season, right? They've yeah. been killing themselves so if, by if, not scoring goals. But if Fulham do win, then it's not impossible for them to overtake Burnley, right? Like they, yeah, it, it's yeah. it's mathematically possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I just. And Chris Wood is, it looks like Chris Wood is cleared to play on Monday, but um, coming back from a little muscular twinge, yeah. uh, it would be nice if Fulham could at least keep a clean sheet uh, yeah. tomorrow. Well, the thing about Newcastle is they can score. 
right? They can, they have players who could score goals and like, you know, especially with Kellen Wilson back. I mean, someone went out there and bought Kellen Wilson and that's basically that secured their survival, right? Like who knows how many points they'd have the season without him, but that's. So do you have any, uh, of course you would have regrets looking back hindsight being what it is, but we really have overlooked uh, Willick in, uh, in particular, who was just on a scoring spree. Yeah. And St. Maximin and Callum Wilson just have never risen high enough in the FPL conversation. Yep. And I guess the feeling for me is that it's just too late for Newcastle yeah. at this point. And I'm just not, I, I haven't been cr- uh, creative enough this season to look at Newcastle and say, well, there is an edge that I can gain. I mean, I guess if you still had a wild card or if you're playing a free hit late, I mean, they play Sheffield United in game like 37. Um, mm-hmm. Willick is only 4.7 million. So. I don't know. Maybe yeah, that, that's a that's like a proper MFFA pick right there, yeah. Joe Willick. So let, yeah. let's save the MFFA talk, though, Brandon. Uh, quick score check. Uh, I, you know, I did double check it a second ago. I am on I'm on 67 uh, with a minus four. Bruno snagged a late extra bonus point. So he is on three bonus points tied with Mason Greenwood. Um, I brought in Greenwood this week. I also brought in Shaw and Dean. So feeling good about those transfers. Um, I did burn four to bring in Shaw, and so we'll see how that one works out. But in theory, he's got two more game weeks. In, he, in theory, he still has yeah. double game week to play. So yeah. we'll see how that one. <laughs> Which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. I told you, Josh, though, I told you I had a dead zone moment where I saw Aaron Juan Basaka in your game yeah. week 35 yeah. team. I mean, honestly, I almost went Maguire, you know? And so, I mean, you can see, I can see, you know, it's like I can if I'm going to play that game of like, who could yeah. I have had? It's like, I could have yeah. gone the other way too. And Aguirre <laughs> apparently left the field in the walking boot um, uh, today. So that's, that's probably yeah. it for him. Uh, Shaw looked fantastic. Yeah, he, exactly. he definitely could have had a goal. Totally. He had a, he had a clear shot yeah. on Martinez and yep. Martinez just doing Martinez things. So yeah, you've got to be feeling pretty good yeah, you, with your hall. So totally. far. you can't be too um, results oriented. You know, or, you know, I mean, like, you know, I felt like I made a, made a good decision. And so fair enough, you know, it didn't, didn't yeah. work out. So, um, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling fine. I mean, like uh, basically I'm like, I'm kind of even in terms of my, my rank. I mean, I think I'm, uh, you know, I mean, the goal right now is just to stay up inside the top 10 K and nothing has happened this game week that, that would affect that. I mean, the one, you know, the really annoying thing <laughs> for on a personal level was, um, was Sergio Aguero playing catch with, uh, with Benjamin Mendy. Right. Um, <laughs> and that somehow ended up with Mendy scoring, uh, picking up three bonus points along with, along with the penalty, obviously. So that yeah. 11 points was kind of a killer. Like I felt like everyone kind of in and around me in my mini leagues had Mendy, you know? And so that's like mm-hmm. the one thing. And I just don't know why he didn't just boot it. I mean, Sergio Aguero can rip the ball. Like he, he got way yeah. too. He, and of course he went and apologized later, which of course he didn't have to do. I mean, he just made a, yeah. you know, a, a, an unfortunate decision, but from a fantasy perspective, it was kind of annoying, you know, um, yeah. and it turned the match around too. Yet another reason why Adamola Lookman and Sergio Aguero are often compared in, you know, so many write-ups yeah. about uh, the, the Premier League. Yeah. Um, of, of course, uh, I I just was so hype on Mendy for so long. And the, the moment I finally turned Mendy into Martinez, the, the, the fortunes uh, flip at, at, at the same time. Yep. Um, I'm on 58 points. I also took a hit this week and I've got another red arrow at the moment. I'm not, I feel like given the fact that every single one of my players in my starting 11 has at least one more match to go yep. bar Ollie Watkins, RIP, the less, the, the, less uh, said the better on that. Jeez. Yeah. I think I could probably easily turn this 
red arrow into a, a small green. So I'm not, you know, this, this week was supposed to be a game week where I could actually propel myself into um, at least the top 200 K, but right now I'm around 286. And I just think for me, um, you know, I'm, I'm the, the, differential picks that I've gone for are just, you know, I've been into salsa lately, <laughs> yeah, Josh. Yep. And, you know, you go to the store, you pick out your salsa and you've got mild, medium and spicy. Yep. And my differential midfield picks have been of the mild salsa variety yep. with James Madison and now Gilfie Sigurdsson. Yep. So um, I probably should have definitely reached for some spicier salsa when I was trying to <laughs> climb to the to the top 100K overall. Uh, Sigurdsson, I feel pretty good about him uh, playing again. And Madison, jeez, oh, uh, Madison, and, and I think the, the less of the better about him too. Why? What is up with this guy? I've never seen anybody who loves a three yard short pass behind him. Like it's like Lester driving, driving, driving. Madison gets the ball three yards short pass behind him. It's like the guy, like the yeah. weird, like lack of, and also, okay, this is like a small thing and maybe this is a little unfair to him, but he was totally dabbing up uh, Callum Wilson when he scored that second goal, like on the, on the, t- like, you know, like uh, <laughs> and then midfield before they kicked off the ball when it was, I think it was four nil. And you're like, you just want to see a little more, if you're a Leicester supporter, like a little more of an attacking edge or like, just like yeah. that mentality. Like you want him to be furious. And instead he was kind of yeah. like, he gave like Wilson, like a hug, like, wow, congratulations. You, you're, you're kicking yeah. my, you're kicking our ass right now. And he's at that moment in his career, Madison, where you you can tell he's got heaps of talent, but he hasn't fully turned the corner the way a player like Jack Grealish has. And yeah, if he can't carry this help to carry this Leicester team into the top four, then, you know, that's going to really crush his 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 career stock for the coming year. So I think he's got everything to play for. And that's what we were talking about before we started recording is you know, me looking at differential picks that I've been trying to 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 pan for here. There are no teams really left in the Premier League that have anything to play for. Basically, <laughs> the table is set. You so the top, I mean, you, the Champions League spots, right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. There is there is a mini competition for the for the top for for positions three and four. That that's true. But just from an FPL point of view, yeah. we have to really be focused on players who have things to prove. And yeah. Mason Greenwood was very emblematic of that going into game week thirty five. You know, you and and many FPL managers targeted Greenwood for that reason, and he's come through with a goal. He's just hit form at the right time, yep. playing for a spot in the England squad for the summer. So I think a, a focus looking then at game week 36, which we're about to talk about, is less who are the teams and what are the narratives around these teams? Who are the who are these players that still have something that they need to show? before the season closes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's, I mean, maybe we'll get into that a little bit with the MFFA talk and we can talk about that a little bit in our game week 36 preview. So on that note, why don't we, um, why don't we take a break? Um, and we'll just, Oh, a, a quick note before we take a break. Um, if you, Brian, we always have to do this. Okay. We're not legally required yeah. to, but I, I feel morally required to, if you want yeah. to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. If you want to say thank you, if maybe we helped you win your, you know, mini league this year, um, or, or, or you're on the way to finishing the money spot or something, uh, or if you just enjoyed listening to the podcast this season, and you want to say thank you, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating to support us. You get an extra podcast each week. You get access to our Slack form. You get the mini league mate 
week in review newsletter. Um, and, uh, just, you know, in a note, you know, we'll be taking a month off in June. And so that will be a, um, a no charge month for our Patreon supporters. So if you're thinking, well, I don't know if I want to become a Patreon supporter because, um, you know, we're heading into the off season, uh, in months when we don't record pods, we will not be, um, uh, charging our patrons. So, um, once again, patreon.com slash always cheating, and let's take a break. We'll get back and talk about game week 36 in our five minute game week 36 preview. All right, we're back. Like I said, Brandon, I mean it proper. This is like a lightning round at the top of the pod. It's our five minute game week 36 preview. I am not going to spend 30 minutes talking about game week 36 when there's like 11 matches left to play. It just doesn't seem um, useful, right? Yeah, uh, we just yeah. did this last week. We talked about how you needed to captain a, a you know, Liverpool player for the inevitable double game week that they were about to get. And then they did get a yeah. double, but then uh, Man United got a triple, right? And it's just like, yeah. not, we were not expecting that. So I'm expecting more craziness. Like there's supposed to be a fan protest before the Man United-Liverpool match. Like who knows what's going on right now, Brandon? It's all... It's all chaos of the complete and utter variety. <laughs> so, but so game week 36, there are eight matches. So there's four teams that don't play. We have eight matches this weekend. And that's because the FA Cup final between Chelsea and Leicester is at 12.15 p.m. our time uh, on Sunday. Now, that, that's 5.15 p.m. on a Sunday, Brendan. That's, that's the dinner hour. What's going on over there? <laughs> what are they, everyone's going to skip dinner to watch that uh, the FA Cup final. You got to have an early early Sunday roast. Yeah, I feel like that used to be on Saturdays too, if I'm not mistaken. I feel like the FA Cup final is usually a Saturday event. But regardless, um, yeah, because I feel like there's usually it's usually my birthday weekend, which it is this weekend as well. Um, but I feel like I think there's a race. I think it's the Belmont Stakes, and so I feel like it's uh-huh. the the Belmont Stakes and the FA Cup final are often um, like within a couple hours of each other. So anyway, uh, we have eight teams that play um, in in Gaming 36. And I want to talk about, again, I want this to be a five-minute preview. So uh, three things I want to talk about, key matches, captain picks, and transfer targets. So I think one of the key matches here is, is a team that we have not talked about very much recently, which is Manchester City, Brandon, the Citizens, the mm-hmm. best team in the Premier League who have have sort of become weirdly irrelevant in fantasy because of the way that they were prioritizing mm-hmm. the champions league. So they play Newcastle, uh, on a Friday. I don't have anybody from Man City right now. Um, and nor do you, I don't believe. I have Ilkay Gundogan. Oh, still have him? Uh, okay. yeah, I still have him. Uh, so that's a possibility. And he, you know, him not playing in that Chelsea match, you know, I, I, I was trying to interpret the lineup that Pep, uh, put out against Chelsea this weekend and wondering if it was like, you know, in basketball where there is an inbound play and the team, like as soon as the inbound play is set up before the ball actually is thrown in, the team will call a timeout because they want to see how the other def- team is going to set up defensively. Yeah. And it was like Pep didn't want to give uh, Tuchel a preview of his actual starting 11 for the Champions League final. So he just put out, you know, the, the complete B, uh, B team. Yeah. The classic, um, yeah, two two forwards, no creative midfielder setup. <laughs> and you know if Raheem Sterling is in the lineup this season, that Pep is really kind of thrown in the towel. He doesn't, yeah. He's not really interested in, in winning that he game. He and Marcus Rashford both, right? What happened to these two yeah. guys? Like, they, I feel like they've spent the... And I, I realize that Rashford had a nice assist today and, and Raheem Sterling scored, so I don't want to be, like, overly negative. But it feels like, I mean, Rashford, even today, just like lots of chances it feels like he spends the entire match just like throwing his hands up like i don't know why i'm not 
doing better. You know, it's like he's yeah. in position. He's doing well. I feel like Sterling's the same way. It's just they're both just having like a weirdly like they're just like five percent yeah. off both of them. Yeah, but I, I will play Gundogan uh, against Newcastle. I mean, Pep can't just rest these players uh, forever until the the Champions League final. He's going to have to keep them fresh and, and put some miles on their legs. So um, I I'll definitely start Gundogan against Newcastle. But I'm with you as far as in investing. I I'm just not sure how you would do it, and I think there's just as much upside with Mo Salah right now as there is with. Kevin De Bruyne. So to to think yeah. about moving one premium mid to somebody like KDB just doesn't feel like the right move this week. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think so either. I mean KDB didn't didn't was he even in the eighteen. I think he got the entire match off. Yeah, there was um Ben Dinnery listed him as having muscular fatigue. Oh, so uh, Okay, all right. Yeah, that's a new Probably one. Probably could have played if he played if he needed to, but I think so. Yeah. I think that Phil Foden is an interesting and maybe under the radar option for for Game Week 36. Um, you know, he's a little slightly worrisome transfer because, you know, you just don't know if he's going to start all of the matches down the stretch. But he came on pretty late in the uh, in the Man City match. He's been really good form recently. Like nobody owns him. So this feels like the kind of match where Phil Foden could end up with a couple of goals. And so, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I think Gundogan falls in that category as well. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't think you'd need to look at a KDB when you could look at a, at a, at a Foden. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right, definitely. But hey, Newcastle are are not losing matches. Sure. So yeah, yeah, we're overlooking Willock, right? Just bring in Joe Willock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know about you. I'm in a position where I am mentally already committed to a minus four. I hope I don't have to make any yeah. more transfers than that. Right. Um, so I had been planning to bring in Harry Kane and, and then probably a one man city midfielder. That was sort of the plan. Okay. But now I'm like, now I'm wondering if the move instead is, and I, we both have Jamie Vardy. And so the, the move I'm considering instead would be Vardy to Calvert Lewin and then possibly bring in Sun or Bale or even someone like Foden and, um, Sun would be the kind of coverage pick. Right. Like slightly boring, but, you know, easy, easy pick to bring in. Um, mm-hmm. Bale would be the kind of fun upside pick. He just disappears from matches. It's crazy. I mean, like, I don't, did he have like one touch in the uh, yeah. that Leeds match? I felt like he was just irrelevant. It's feast or famine. It was Mark Southerns on Twitter was saying, oh, he, he was like licking his lips having uh gareth bale against um shoot who was it alioski um and it turned out to be the flip side of that where bale actually was the one who let uh, alioski run riot there on the wing and get the assist that he did so bale is either scoring hat tricks or he's an absolute liability to spurs defense and that Mm. that's really been the problem with bale integrating into the squad this season and yeah Talk to me about Harry Kane because, you know, the the chatter coming out of that Leeds match was people are starting to read into Harry Kane's body language of he he's he now understands that he's trapped at Spurs. No one can afford to buy him. He's looking at the mess that's happening in the managerial uh, corner of the club and uh, in and just other players around him who are just kind of on a, a different wavelength. Right. Is he going to be sour for the rest of the season yeah. or is a match home Wolves a perfect opportunity for Kane to sort of reignite his flame? Because yeah. he's got a he 
you know, I keep coming back to the Euros happening this summer. He has to build up some form uh, heading into the summer because, you know, he's England is Harry's real club. Josh. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, and he did score yesterday, right. Uh, you know, another marginal offside goal. Right. Right. Um, and I I mean, he looked dangerous. I, I suppose he is still in my thoughts. I mean, maybe, um, I almost wish that Calvert Lewin had just been, um, um, or I mean that, that, um, Watkins had uh, just picked up that, like a three match red card. And then I could just, <laughs> then I could just yeah. bring in Calvert Lewin and Kane. I, maybe I would consider a minus eight. I don't know. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a little on the fence about what I'm going to do, uh, to be, to be honest. I think that, um, I, I just, you know, I, I am in like in that, cons- like, I hate to be in this mode cause I feel like it's so, it's such negative, like it's not, it's mm-hmm. not the way I like to play, but, um, I also don't want to like just totally like I. I, I, I'm conscious of how good of a season I'm having, you know? And so there's kind of like, it's like, it's a it's like that tin cup analogy. I don't even know if anyone listening has even like watched tin cup, but you know, it's like, you sort of, it's like if I just do make a couple of reasonable moves, I, there's no way I will probably finish outside of the top 5k. Right. It's like, yeah. it's just like, it's so, it'd be so easy for me just to go X, Y, and Z and, and lock in a great season. And so it's like, it's really hard not to do that, even though it's kind of boring, you know, because it feels yeah. like, and I know this is like, a, I don't mean to like, um, I'm not looking for sympathy here or whatever, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't really, yeah. but it's just like, but I, it's just like not the way I like to play, you know, I like to be really aggressive, but it doesn't really seem like that would like, it could pan out and then I could jump like another thousand spots or whatever. But if it doesn't pan out, then I'm just going to be like really kicking myself. Cause I would have dropped like 5,000 cause I didn't have some highly owned player. You're like an American paratrooper dropped behind German lines, um, around D day. And at this point in the season, you've survived a grueling war. You've survived <laughs> Bastogne right. and you just don't want to go on any more missions for fear that you'll be one of the final casualties yeah. of the war yeah. after it's all yeah, been totally. decided. Exactly. The your friendly fire right at the end, you know, yeah, just, right, yeah, exactly. right, right. Well, one player that I want to talk about is I think if, if you were in my position where you did want to go Jamie Vardy to Harry Kane, I would look to turn James Madison into the triumphant return of everyone's favorite Leeds midfielder, Rafinha. And uh, I think it's, it's perfect timing for Rafinha coming back into our thoughts and Leeds actually have a fairly decent run in for, for the rest of the season. And I think Rafinha will want to sort of will want to give us something uh, to remember his great season by. They they play Burnley in game week 36, followed by Southampton and then home West Brom yep. for the final match of the season. So that feels like a pretty pretty big slam dunk of a transfer for a lot of managers yeah. there who, you know, particularly if you have somebody like Greenwood who you brought in for 35 and will then blank in 36, Greenwood to Rafinha, feels really good or uh, James Madison as I'm contemplating yeah. to Rafinha. This would be a great week to free hit if you had it, you know, I, I like, I would love to have three Everton, three Liverpool, a couple Spurs, <laughs> toss in a Leeds, throw me a man. You know, it's like, I, I just feel like there's lots of, um, there's lots of really fun matches this weekend. And, yeah. um, and I've got a few of the players I'd want for it, but I, I don't have all of them. And so I'm actually wondering now if the move would actually be to, um, to maybe even take a minus eight. Um, I think that, you know, when you, and, and go Calvert Lewin, Kane and, and one other, um, 
one other midfielder, and then just plan to bring Ianacho back maybe in 37 or 38. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Just, you know, I, I think that like, um, I mean, the, 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 those blanks just make things very tricky. Um, you know, I have five players um, who aren't playing in, in 36. So it's very easy for me to make a, to take a minus four. Um, but I don't, I might even go further than that. I mean, Jesse Lingard now, I'm a little worried about it. I, I don't think he's worth dropping four, especially with, with uh, Brighton being down Lewis Dunk and, and possibly Veltman, but um, he's not inspiring a ton of confidence right now, Jesse Lingard. Yeah. Uh, Neil Mape, did you catch this? Got red carded after the match concluded uh, against Wolves for some apparently very foul, filthy language. <laughs> Does that count in your FPL? Did he lose points for that? I wonder. Yeah, that happened. Wow. That happened to me with Leroy Sané. Um, I can't remember. That wow. might have been two seasons ago. He he got a yellow after the match. That's and, incredible. And wow. Um, so I yeah, Brighton are going to be uh, definitely depleted, but. Um, I think it's I think if I look at that Brighton West Ham match, what I'm thinking is Thomas Suchek or uh or Sioux Fall. Yeah. I'm thinking of yeah. the, the Czech the Czech Republic. You and lads. I dodged a bullet with uh with Dean today, uh with um Sioux Fall. I hit one off the post, yeah. very close to scoring. So um yeah. all right, just then quickly, uh captains, I think in my opinion there are well, there's at least three captain picks. Leaving aside Man City, which I think is, you know, a little more of a wild card, I think that uh Mo Salah, Harry Kane, and Dominic Calvert Lewin are all fantastic captain picks this, yeah. this game week. Yeah. I mean, equal almost every one of them, I feel like could get double digit returns. Yeah. So then if you do one of your proposed moves where you bring in DCL for Vardy, you don't get Kane. Yeah. And then part of that move is also bringing in Son or Bale? Would you consider ca- captaining Son or Bale over Dominic Calvert Lewin? No, I don't think so. I think if I was gonna if I was gonna bring in, I think I actually think that Dominic Calvert Lewin may be the best captain pick this this uh, this week. I, I mean, I'm a little you know, now that I mean, just w- seeing what Arsenal did to West Brom today. By the way, West Brom did score, so that that's a as as of this recording is a sorry sorry holding owners. Yeah, exactly. It's a two two one Arsenal lead with like four minutes left to go or something like that. So, um, yeah, recording this a lot earlier than usual. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Arsenal really sliced up West Brom in the first half of this match, and you could certainly see Mo Salah doing that. Although, of course, the last time that they played each other. Um, that was Big Sam was just gloating about what a genius manager he was. Um, <laughs> yeah, Allardici, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And in the Ar- the Arsenal lineup that Arteta put out um, against West Brom was, you know, there, you know, no Aubameyang, no Lacazette. Yeah, he had like Smith Rowe yeah. playing farthest forward. First, uh, Pe- first league goal, and uh, and then Pepe scored a really good goal too. I don't know if you saw that before the match started. I didn't. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I didn't. Beautiful. Tell me, but describe it to me in very, very purple prose. <laughs> yeah, well, no, he was just, he was played in by uh, by everyone's favorite right back, um, uh, Callum Chambers. And, uh, but he just uh, opened, opened up the body, sort of cross-field uh, ball into the upper upper left corner. It was... Uh, Much like the Traore goal uh, against Dean Henderson. I thought that was really well taken. Uh, yeah. And like... He, I also like how Henderson is making the baseball cap like part of his brand. Now. I, that's that's really quite that, special. That was a nice. Yeah, that was yeah, both Traores. We had two Traore goals today. How do you like that? Yeah, double yeah. Traore. Um, all right. So 
I mean, and, you know, so, I mean, between, between Sala, Calvert-Lewin and I mean, you know, in some ways it's like, we can look at, you know, we can look at stats and see how we feel after, um, you know, after this thing is, um, oh, by the way, William just scored Brandon. So now uh, your, your boy, William, William just scored. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we what can look legend. at, we can look at stats later. We can see what happens, uh, with the matches that are played later this week. I mean, you know, I think one thing that, um, you know, we'll see if we see any rotation, right. Um, Sala, um, will play on Thursday and then they play again on Sunday. So if he's, if he plays the full 90, maybe that makes Calvert Lewin a slightly better pick, although Calvert Lewin also plays, um, on Thursday. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think there's some interesting, I mean, you know, I think that Kane at home is a pretty safe bet. I just, you know, mm-hmm. it's, he is like, this is like a good lesson going into next season, which is that, you know, it's some of the reason I dropped him when I, when I wildcard a couple weeks ago, he does take a couple of weeks to get revved up again after these ankle injuries. And I think we've seen this, this time and again now, and it's just, he's just not quite as sharp and I, it's understandable. He just probably doesn't trust his body enough. Right. After, yeah. after those. Yeah. Yeah. It's either he doesn't trust it or he doesn't want to sort of tax it too much for fear of, of reigniting yep. something. I am pretty sure I'm going to end up doing the cane plus Rafinha move. Okay. If I do that, I would. I'm actually on my bus team. Would still have Mo Salah captains. Okay, and you know that, you know that could be that could spell trouble. But because I, I, I think both Kane and Salah are kind of in questionable form going into game week 36. Yeah, I, we we have one more match to judge. I don't know judge Salah by before then. But I don't know, you know how think, Salah didn't get more points in that Southampton yeah. match. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. But I think as we said, just um, I mean, we're talking about players who have something to prove for the rest of the season. But Liverpool probably are the team with the most pressure to yeah. win in game week 36. They have a very marginal goal difference to make up on Leicester right now. As of our recording, they are two goals behind Leicester on goal difference. Yeah. And if Liverpool just go ahead and outscore and win, get three points from every match, it's pretty likely that they will pit Lester for that fourth spot. It's crazy. So at least we got one thing to watch at the end of this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Season. Hey, maybe Fulham win tomorrow. If, if Fulham do pull it off tomorrow, then it's, it's, a, it's a six point difference. They'll both have, I think, three matches left to play. It, it, it is not completely outside the realm of possibility, Brandon. I wanted to just quickly look up uh, Burnley. What their final three matches of the season they play. 
Sorry, this is great. Great podcast here, Brandon. It's great content. Great content. Say Hunter. Okay, so Burnley to end the season play Leeds at home. Okay, I think that could Burnley could certainly lose that. They play Liverpool. Liverpool have a lot to play for. And then on the final day of the season, they play Sheffield United. (laughs) If they played anybody but Sheffield, you could maybe get – of course, this is Oz Perkin and Fulham winning four matches in a row, and I don't know why – we would think that they were capable of doing that, but you know, they're, they're not, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not, yeah. it's fun to think it's about, fun to think but about. It, yeah, it's just, just not going to happen. Well, we'll see if only even won the next three and Burnley lost their next three, then they would, they would be tied, you know, going into that last match. And so that could be something because Fulham do play Newcastle the last match of the season. So something to hope for Brandon, yeah. something to think about. Um, all right, let's take a quick break, and we're going to talk about the MFFA All-Stars for the 2020-2021 FPL season. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Maybe your fantasy team is distracting you from other important parts of your life. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, expertise that may not be locally available in many areas, and BetterHelp is worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor and you'll get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches and they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit BetterHelp.com slash cheating. That's BetterHelp. And join the more than 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. And here's a special offer for Always Cheating listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com dot com slash cheating. All right, we're back. MFFA All Stars. Here we go. This is for the real. This is for the real uh, cheater heads out there, Brandon. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Green Bay Packers have their cheese heads. We have uh, the cheater heads. So all along, you know, we've had this MFFA theme, which in some ways is an aspirational theme, as far as I'm concerned. I struggle to keep the positivity sometimes, and so the the, yeah. the goal of MFFA was to find a way to keep it positive all season. It was like a it was a you yeah. know it was like a mantra a, a mantra mantra. And I don't want people to be confused by making fantasy fun, meaning you should be reckless and make um, like fun decisions don't equal stupid decisions. And fun doesn't actually necessarily mean the types of decisions that you make with your fantasy team. Making fantasy fun for us is is kind of all encompassing. It's sort of like the 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 mental space that you occupy the way you uh, digest or react to specific results to try 
to get to a place where you're 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 not miserable all of the time just because of this this game that we're all addicted to. Yeah, and I think it's um, I, I mean we talked about the start of the pod. It it, it has been fun. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to go through the whole. Let's let's keep it positive. Okay. Yeah. I, we could we could go on about things that bug us, and we've done that plenty of times. But let's keep it positive. Let's focus on the players who have made fantasy fun. You and I are going to look at each squad, try to find at least one player who made fantasy fun again for us this season. But before we do, I'm just going to roll these off, okay, Brandon? This is going to be yeah. like a, like like one of those Colin shows where people just you know <laughs> like you get the little snippets, and I'm just going to say uh-huh. all of these, okay? And then and then yeah. you and I will go and talk about each of the teams. So Michelle M says, how much do you miss James Justin? I still miss him. Oh, Michelle, yeah. of course that's true. Uh, Ad- so true. Adam G says, Gundog, Messi, Lingard, and Ian Nacho were all great differentials at times and made watching the daily lockdown games super fun. El Fat Boy says, it was Suchek for me. He was the best goal scoring mid at one point <laughs> around New Year, yet stayed a differential as it clearly wouldn't last. Now, it's so yeah, incredible yeah. how, um, I mean, I feel like there's a player like this, not just every season, but for like every point in the season. Mm-hmm. How was Suchek so, so, so molten hot? <laughs> for like a month yeah. and now we just haven't heard from him yeah. since it's, it's it's almost like all, all of these mffa players there's a there's a there, there's a tinge with melancholy aren't they you know there's a little yeah. why uh, can't yeah. it always be this yeah, way it's, with you? Ne- they, it never lasts because I, I feel like yeah like the mffa player wouldn't be like mo salah right like he's too good it's sort of like it's like all the always cheating talismans right like yeah it's got to be timu puki it can't be you know sadio money like the, you know if they're too uh-huh. good there's nothing kind of fun about them they're just like they're like part of the framework of the of the game yeah. you know yeah um all right a couple more uh nabir says ollie watkins will be my mffa player head of my team since my wild card in game week five got to say such a roller coaster ride he's been today was a disaster <laughs> though yes yeah. it was yeah. he took that second yellow so um like cheerfully he got it and he was like okay yep that's a red card see you later like there was no he's such a nice guy you know just what is what are they saying batman it's like with ollie watkins you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain and um <laughs> we finally got to yeah, that moment in ollie watkins yeah. season where he became the villain i know i got eight points from him up the bench last week so i i guess i can't complain about the negative one uh this time around and then uh the dork lords has rafinha and the rest of leads we had lots of Lots of votes, lots of submitter submissions uh, for leads, and I think that's that's certainly true. I mean, Stuart Dallas, I'd say more than anybody, has made fantasy fun again for for me this season. Oh yeah, and 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 for leads to be a promoted team where we're already at the point where they're just fixtures in the Premier League, and yeah. um, it's great the the storied clubs such as they are to to have them back, but for a promoted team to just so solidly uh, enforce their will upon the league and to finish in 10th place which i feel actually 10th place kind of underrepresents the the levels of performances that they've given through the season just in a remarkable achievement yeah it, it really is and you know i think that um um i if anyone I, honestly i'm actually surprised they're not even higher on the table you know it feels like they've been uh agreed um they've, they've won every big match they played um and i guess yeah. they i guess it's like the problem is that every, like their their record in london this year is like I think they've lost all of them or, you know, it's like they've had some, they had just like a bunch of like four nails and stuff when they played 
in London. Um, all right. So you and I are going to look at the squads and see if we can find a player who, who made fantasy fun again on each team. And we're going worst to first. Okay. To make this a little, a little more interesting. Cause I think okay. we're kicking things off with um, the, the a team that where I think you're, you're going to struggle and, and that's Sheffield United. Did anyone Brandon and Sheffield United make fantasy fun again for us this season? Any I mean, I think, I just feel like Ollie McBurney seems like a cool guy, a cool hang. <laughs> There's just something about his yep. his whole his whole look that I'm kind of into. Yep. So, I mean, I don't think about him when it comes to fantasy, but if I were to have to get a beer with anyone from Sheffield United, Ollie yep. uh, McBurney might be up there. Well, if the if the rule is that the, they were a player who made fantasy more exciting and interesting. Then I, I think the answer can only be Ryan Brewster, the four point two million forward. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh-huh. still yet to score a goal. He basically, I mean, you know, a lot of pressure on him, obviously. But he was a he was a big sign for them, and he has yet to score a goal this season. He scored like six for uh, for Liverpool in the in the summer. So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not quite sure how he didn't score even once this season, but. Um, I think that, you know, he certainly made things interesting um, on lots of wild cards. A lot of people brought him in. A lot of people considered it. He's still at 5% owned, even even 35 weeks into the season. So um, a lot of dead teams in there, I'm sure. But the, the fact that he's still at 5% despite being 4 million and no one having him tells you um, he had his moment, Brian. Is it him? Brian? <laughs> Whatever your name is, Brandon. <laughs> he had his moment in the sun. West Brom, a little bit easier. I think West Brom have a couple players who've made fantasy fun again. I think Sam Johnstone, I think, is is one who stands out, has had a few moments. Yeah, and and Mateus Pereira. Uh he's he's come on he he was the one that you would flag at the start of the season, uh, one of their most creative attacking players coming into the start of the season. West Brom didn't quite uh hit the ground running. But since they started scoring goals about a month ago, Pereira has definitely been one where you'd, yeah. you'd be recommending putting him into your fantasy lineup. Yeah, and I will I will uh, throw out uh, Callum Robinson because um, one of the most fun moments for me this season was uh, the West Brom-Chelsea match when I went into it terrified because I had no Chelsea defenders and Callum Robinson led a... One of the more bizarre matches this season, a 5-2 defeat, um, mm-hmm. or a 5-2 victory, I should say, um, at Stamford Bridge. Um, so uh, he gets a little bit of MFFA credit, too. All right, so we're working through some of the harder ones here, Brandon. It gets a little easier yeah. the higher up we go. So Fulham, has anyone at Fulham made fantasy fun again for you? Yeah, I think it's Areola. And uh, it, this was a season where it was really difficult. Uh, Martinez definitely did his part, but it was hard to find uh, – cheap goalkeeper that you were going to stick with and when fulham went through that that you know feverish period where their defense was kind of impenetrable there was a moment where we had areola as a 4.5 goalkeeper option and you know as as far as fun goes with at craven cottage that's as close as we got kept it fun yeah how about oliana had a couple moments, uh, two goals, one assist. He's over a hundred points, which I, I'm actually surprised there's any that any Fulham defender has more than a hundred points this season. So credit to him. I don't even know where he came from. I I guess he's been on the team the entire season. I felt like I hadn't even heard his name until like halfway through. And then yeah, they they they, they just signed a bunch of randos uh, because <laughs> I mean, Fulham Fulham had no real transfer window yeah. to speak of yeah. because the championship playoff went so close to the start of the season and they had to kind of sign an, an entirely yeah. new team. So it was a real challenge. I mean, the player who I was rooting for um, 
A, because he has some American caps, but Anthony Robinson, who came from Wigan and has looked really good at left fullback at times. And I think if he, well, he'll be a great championship player. Let's say that uh, next season. But if he were one of those, he, he has a little bit of James Justin in him where I feel like there's some real raw talent that under the right manager, he could become uh, a terrific fullback in the Premier League. Last player, this is a, a question for you. I wonder if you can, see if you can get the number exactly right. Um, okay. How many goals has Alexander Mitrovic scored this season? How many goals? Mitrovic, uh, I think it's probably three goals this season. Three goals. Yep. Nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> kind of says it all, right? Wire Fulham going down. Yeah. Alexander Mitrovic has three goals. And, yeah. you know, Parker tried to, you know, shore things up a little bit, go more defensive. And it worked to a point, uh, but they couldn't score anymore. And so, problem. yeah, they, they could either score goals and concede more than they scored or they could score no goals and concede no goals and not win any match. And so it was like, they had a great run of draws though, Brian. We'll always have that run of <laughs> draws in February or whatever it was. Very exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. Maybe they'll come back though. I mean, I, you can see them bouncing back next season, you know, yeah. like if some of these guys stick around. Um, all right. Uh, Burnley. Another one that's a struggle. I guess I guess we can say Chris Wood maybe now. No, you've got to go Matt Loughton here because mm. it was one of the ultimate banter moments True. this season where Burnley had a, I guess it was a double game week, and a lot of people could only afford Loughton, and he hadn't scored a single goal in his entire Premier League career yeah. and then scored a worldie, and it was a lot of pointing of fingers on FPL social media right. of – Oh yeah, don't act like you saw that one coming. You're all just <laughs> lucky and that's so jammy. Yeah. Uh but um I loved I, I thought that was a pretty fun. You're right. Moment. That was a proper MFFA moment this season. I <laughs> I agree. Um I'll give a shout out to uh Chris Wood too because uh uh, ben Krellen had Chris Wood for his remarkable 20-point return, three goals and one assist, away to Wolves in game week 33. And, you know, anytime you can get a 3% owned player, you can get a, anytime you can get a 20-point return out of a 3% owned player, that has to be one of your top five highlights of the season, right? That is a yeah. complete season changer um, when, when, when something like that happens. Um, all right, Brighton, your boy <laughs> Tariq Lamptey maybe? Um, Tariq Lamptey, 100%. Uh, it, it's, it's been a huge loss for making fantasy fun, him going away because just an incredibly yeah. electric player. Yeah. And anytime he got the ball on the wing, you just didn't know totally. how far he was going to travel as, with it. As liable to score as he was to get injured, you know, it was, <laughs> yeah. you never knew or get an assist yeah. or something. One goal and three assists and he hasn't played since, Phew, game week 13. So yeah, it's been a long, a long, long stretch without without Lamptey, but um it was it was fun while it lasted. I think the whole team collectively, I'm, you know, I guess Veltman, Veltmania took over for mm-hmm, a little while, and mm-hmm, that was fun. I had mm-hmm. Veltman for a, one of the like most ridic- like one of the more ridiculous assists you'll ever get uh in game week mm-hmm. 29. It was one of those ones where th- the classic center back assist where he passes it and then this like the the forward goes in this like mazy run, you know, where they run through like six people and score. And like the initial pass had nothing to do with the goal that was scored. Um, and so uh, I got 10 points from him and he was 4.3 million owned. So I think that counts. I think midfield wise, it's, it's been a real collective effort. Um, I would, I would nominate uh, Lalana as the anti, and if we had more time in this pod, Brennan, it'd be fun to do the anti MFFA player for each uh-huh, team, but maybe yeah. we'll save that for, 
for a, a darker moment this summer. The the most fun I had with Brighton was I was watching a Brighton match at the midpoint of the season, and I was kind of just like searching for something to be interested in, and my eyes trained on Dan Byrne. And I just started thinking, what is Dan Burns' life like off of the football pitch? Yeah. So like 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 you do, I go to Instagram. I'm like, I want to see, you know, what colorful polos Dan Byrne wears, you know, when he's going out, uh, you know, for date night with the wife or something like that. Yeah. And of course, Dan Byrne is so brutally boring that he doesn't even have an Instagram account. So I then <laughs> he didn't even searched. like, yeah, like most of the people like hire photographers, right? To like just take some yeah. nice photos of them and yeah. I, I did locate a picture of Dan Byrne on Insta, though. I searched for hashtag Dan Byrne, and I stumbled upon the uh, the account for Meds Barbers. Uh-huh. And it looks like Mr. Med at Meds Barbers cuts the hair of all the of all the young men on Brighton's first team. And there were some incredible pictures of just a beautiful Dan Byrne haircut. So um, wow. I nominate Meds Barbers for the MFFA pick for Brighton. Oh, yeah. I think I pulled it up here. This is actually not even – I'm looking at a photo of like Davy Proper uh, getting a haircut. But wow, I'm, I'm going to find this Dan Byrne photo, Brandon. I'm excited <laughs> excited to see it. Um, all right. So I mean, weirdly, I actually have Dan Byrne on my team right now too. He's, he's almost definitely going to start for me next week. Um, South well, weird. It's like one of those ones where you're like, you forget you even have that player. Like, oh yeah, I've got Dan Byrne mm-hmm. on my team. Um, <laughs> Southampton. They got a couple of picks. I think your boy has got to be up here, Brandon, for Southampton. My boy, Shea Adams. Shea Adams. Yeah. Oh God, what a miserable fantasy asset he is. <laughs> um, I I'm not seeing it. You can't talk me into that. I think the the fun with. Southampton for the last two seasons. This is kind of an uh, an easy pick. It's Danny Ings and Danny Ings. To, when Danny Ings is fit and in form, what a blast he is to have in your starting eleven. That's true. So you know it's been a struggle because he's he's the, while he was really fit last season, uh, healthy last season. This season is he's struggled. Yeah. So it's been less fun. But a fit Danny Ings. That's the way to be. So, I mean, you think about all the points it takes to to make up a season, how long these seasons are. And I mean, you know, I still remember in game week two, they lost 5-2 at home to uh, uh, to Tottenham Hotspur. And um, he got a consolation penalty late in the match, um, like a, some dumb Matt Doherty decision, if I remember. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and he picked up a late pen and grabbed a bonus point, finished on 11 points. It was a 5-2 match. Uh, and I didn't have anybody from Spurs that I was delighted because I got 11 points out of out of Danny Ings, like totally like the cheapest 11 points you'll ever get. So I, I do think that Shea Adams deserves a little credit, though, because he he had a few moments um, early on in the season. They had a little moment uh, kind of late where he scored three matches in a row. Six million player, uh, seven goals, six assists. That is not bad. Kind of giving that for him. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll grant you. Okay. But it's not as fun as Yannick Vestergaard, who had that flurry of uh, three goals and a handful of, oh, of yeah. matches for Southampton. There was a, a moment where we thought Yannick was gonna be the guy. Oh yeah, but there's then there's a lot of the fun. wheels kind of fell. There's a lot of fun in that defense. I mean Bednarek is kind of funny. I mean the comedy comedy gold, <laughs> right? He's liable to get a, yeah. a minus five as a as a as a six pointer. Uh and yeah, Kyle Walker Peters had some moments. I actually am a little surprised that he didn't there was like a moment early on where it felt like he was going to take off, right? That he was going to be like mm-hmm. one of the premier fantasy defenders. And um, I just don't know if that system, I don't know if it's, you know, I mean, 
RB Leipzig, I know, aren't, aren't super strong defensively either. And so I don't know if it's like that system just doesn't lead to a lot of clean sheets or what, but um, they have they have been um, it's been a struggle to keep clean sheets for them this season. Um, all right, so Newcastle United. Oh my God, Brandon, we got a the whole team. <laughs> They've all played fantasy fun again. Yeah, there was uh, you know this is a hard one because there was just an incredibly fallow period through much of the the middle of the season, and I think you've got to go. It's it's hard to say because I've not had a single Newcastle player in my team. I mean, Joseph Willock, who we shouted out at the start of the podcast. You almost can't uh, call him a fantasy player, right? Because like no one's had him this season. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, beyond that, uh, there's I, I am going to state for the record that I believe that there's no fun to be had on this Newcastle team. I'm sorry to go against the brand, against the theme, but I refuse to pick a Newcastle player. Well, I will pick Callum Wilson, 12 goals, six assists, 6.5 million. And, and just, you know, I, I can only speak for my own team here, but again, very cheap penalty that he picked up in a Fulham Newcastle match, uh, game week 14. I had Callum Wilson in my team and I got uh, a goal and three bonus points. You know, the, the best points are the cheap points, aren't they? It really is. The, be- the best thing about fantasy is when you get <laughs> uh, undeserved. Yeah, the unearned. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like yep. getting away with murder is part of like the real fun of fantasy. And so I think mm-hmm. I think I'll, I'll, I'll pick Wilson here. And I think that St. Maximum is a lot of fun to watch. And I think that he like could have a, a fantasy moment at some point. Um, he missed, you know, like whatever it was. I mean, he missed like 15 matches this season. So um, but I do like to watch him play. So just from a non-fantasy perspective, um, I'll give him a little. I'll, you know, I'll dab him up. Um, like, like, um, like James Madison did to Calvin, Kellen Wilson, you know, I'll give him a quick hug. Um, before I <laughs> kick the, kick the ball well done. Again. That's very sporting of you, Josh. All right. So now we move on to another team. God, you know, you, you started at the bottom of the table, Brandon. There's really a lot of, a lot of sludge, uh, to get yeah. through. So, uh, Crystal Palace. Who has made fantasy fun again on Crystal Palace this season? Who did I shout out uh, late last week when we were gearing up to talk to our Patreons ahead of the Game Week 35 deadline? Who was it that I pointed to, Josh? You pointed to Patrick Van Anhalt. (laughs) (laughs) Eberichi Eze. Ah, And um, I think it's he's he's been more not fun than fun. But when he has produced uh, FPL wise, I think you see the real potential with, with him as, as an yeah. attacking midfielder. Definitely. Yep. I definitely think so. So I think um, I'm going to flag him for future fun, maybe not current fun. He's on the Brandon Kelly watch list. I like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think that's it. I think Zaha does not make fantasy fun again. He makes fantasy more annoying and less fun. <laughs> Even though he's got 10 goals in the season, it feels like, uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's super frustrating. So let, let's just move right past, um, right past Crystal mm-hmm. Palace and on to Wolves. I mean, Raul Jimenez, you know, apparently he has a medical checkup or, or whatever. He's got a, a consultation with with a with a, um, you know, a cranial physician or something. Uh, and uh, there's a chance he may play late on this season. I don't know why they would risk it, but, you know, if he mm-hmm. gets the all clear, then then great. So um, Raul Jimenez, I think, even though he hasn't played in 20 weeks, gives my MFFA pick for Wolves. It's got to go for me to Daniel Podence, who um, <clears throat> another Daniel, uh, mm-hmm. FPL Chancer Dan, said it uh, so beautifully on Twitter that Podence could be good if he wasn't built like a sparrow. <laughs> and uh, his his problem is that he's four foot tall and, and weighs um, yeah. 
Yeah, not not a lot, yeah. but there was a moment where you thought this guy is electric. He's yeah. exactly what this you know reinvented Wolves Attack needs without yeah. Jota. We almost developed a potent patron tier, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. And now it's just, uh, you know, Potence is fun just for the Beatles fans yeah. now who yeah. want to change the name of their fantasy team to yeah. to Dear Potence. In, in some ways, he actually would have been the perfect uh, new Patreon tier because um, we only pick bad like players who mm-hmm. like to, to be become a to become a, a a named patron at our Patreon level is almost to to effectively end their career. It's like the Madden curse, you know, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remain safe. Um, uh, I got a 15 pointer from him to start the season. It's uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. A 15 pointer is from a defense. You know, that's like that. That's like the Plato's cave, right? It's like. Even 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 different even like better than eighteen somehow I can't explain why but it's like just the goal clean sheet bonus point fifteen pointer it's like oh it's mm-hmm. just perfect it's like exactly mm-hmm. what we, we always want each game week um, so I think we're now we're, we've now hit the top of the table here Brandon okay Aston Villa Aston Villa well even though you know he's he's my favorite topic of conversation for for many reasons. Yeah. Um, uh, Emmy Martinez, and he was an albatross for me. Not you know trying to. I, I felt like I missed the boat on Martinez, and then you you know this happens with at least one player yeah. every fantasy season where you feel like you missed the boat, so therefore you have to do something more creative yeah. than just getting Martinez. Yeah. Meanwhile, he kept racking up save point after save point after save point, yeah. and. Going back to what I was saying about Areola at Fulham, the season was really crying out for who's going to be the new Fabianski, who's going to be the new cheap, who, who's going to be the new Nick Pope. And Martinez just just passed that test with flying colors. And the problem is next season he's going to be 5.5 or you know 5 if we're lucky. Yeah. And so this is, this is kind of like one great, one great trip with Martinez yeah. and that's going to be it. It's going to be over again. Probably will be 5.5. Unfortunately. I mean, he's, he's fallen back to earth a lot. I, they actually haven't yeah. kept a clean sheet since game week 27. Now, God, it's a long time. So we'll see though. They have, they got one more chance to redeem themselves. Um, and he, he played well today. I mean, I guess he maybe could have done better in the Greenwood goal, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, no one lets get beat at their near yeah. post. That's for yeah. sure. We talked about Watkins already, so we don't need to talk about him again. And, well, Jack Grealish, yeah. I think just, you know, to really drill down into the fun aspect, Grealish is, he is like Eden Hazard in that he's always the best attacking uh, player mm-hmm. for Villa when he's fit, but you just never quite know when he's going to return as an FPL asset. Yeah. But it makes it fun because to watch him and to when you have him in your team and to see the influence that he has on the game and kind of waiting for that attacking return to come. That's yeah. some of the funner moments that I had in the earlier parts of the season. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. He's just a pleasure to watch. And I mean, it's, it's such a shame because it feels like he like, um, you know, it's like he was he was killed off screen. You know, it was like it was like an, mm-hmm. an actor who decided <laughs> to renew their contract in a soap opera or something. You know, it's like he just disappeared mm-hmm. one day. It was like, oh, no, training camp injury. He'll be back in one week. You know, and then it was like 15 weeks later. And oh, yeah. You know, who was yeah. who was the uh, the would be king in Game of Thrones who 
Brienne of Tarth beheaded him, but they didn't actually show his death on screen. So all the Game of Thrones fans start theorizing, well, we didn't actually see him die. So I bet he's coming back. Stannis Baratheon? (laughs) Yes, yes, Stannis. (laughs) And so Grealish has been the Stannis of the season where everyone's been theorizing, okay, when is Jack coming back? Because you know he's coming back. That's true. And really, it really messed. I mean, it really affected the team. You know, obviously, I mean, they've they've they've, they've hung tough, but um, probably caught them a Europa League spot. Um, Arsenal, whew, maybe gotten a little a little more fun. I don't know. I mean, I Saka, Saka. I guess it'd be him. But even he, I, I don't think he's a lot of fun fantasy wise. Mm-hmm. A lot of lot of blanks. A lot of missed matches. Could you yeah. say Smith Rowe just for the sheer unexpectedness of yeah. his emergence this season and his cheapness as a fantasy asset? I think you could say Smith Rowe. I mean, that's that's what that's what it's come to, right? I mean, it's uh, there's really <laughs> thanks, yeah, Arteta. I, I guess uh, Kieran Tierney. Actually, I was I, I was talking about those like those fluky assists. Rob Holding had one of those in the West Brom match. I remember he got like a like a twelve pointer and he got an assist on like one of those balls. It was a, I think it might have even been Tierney who scored. It was Tierney or Lacazette or somebody. But it was like they they ran like the length of the pitch, you know, from yeah. from a little side a little side pass from from uh from holding and so I'll, I'll give holding uh credit for that and, I, and i'm hoping that tyranny turns into a into an fpl player someday i mean i, I just feels like he's got the potential to be really funny i want him to be late in Baines, you know and i just don't know if that if that's possible or not you know <laughs> you have the same body shape it's like he could right like you know he he could you know. he could for sure he, he's you know i'd like to see him on a free kick though we need a new elf um in the, in the league uh leads united i think we should just Induct the entire team into the MFFA Hall of Fame. <laughs> their haircuts, yeah. their manager, Bielsa's bucket. What else? Their whole carefree attitude. You just got to stand back and applaud for sure. Yeah. I mean, Stuart Dallas is is the John Lundstrom of this season. So check there in that box. Rafinha has, um, you know, probably been the standout absolute talent on that team. Yep. Uh, those would be the two I have flagged. Bamford has has had his moments, but uh, the the fun does feel very fleeting with Patrick. I think FPL wise and match wise, that you could argue they're like the best thing that's happened in the Premier League in in, in multiple <laughs> years. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they're just such a pleasure to have in the league. They make every weekend. I feel like their games are worth watching. Like they're they're always mm-hmm. entertaining. Um, even even when they're getting destroyed, it's entertaining, you know, because you just yeah. never know. I remember that Arsenal match. I think they were down four 0 and then they scored two or three late, you know. And it was just like you just never know with them, like what they're gonna, you know, be able to pull off. And um, and yeah, I just think that they're they're real pleasure. And I I, I you know hope that Bielsa stays. I hope that they, um, you know, um, just keep building on this. And yeah, Bamford, Dallas. Um, I had a, I had a, I got a, you know, a fun goal out of Rodrigo at one point, I remember. And, uh, and yeah. Rafinha, I mean, yeah, like the, 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 you know, even Harrison, like who was just totally done. I've never seen a player so fried as him. Like he gets mm-hmm. the ball now and he's got, he's just like, I, I don't even know why I'm on the pitch guys. I'm so, I'm so exhausted. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know that there are a lot of fans out there like Man United fans or supporters, et cetera, who, um, don't like leads, but for me, I'm, I'm basically coming in as a neutral here, you know, mm-hmm. then during the league. And I, I love them. Like they're probably my, you know, favorite team to watch in the premier league right now. I mean, I, you know, I feel like you sort of have to exclude like the top couple of clubs here, but like for any team that's like kind of six plays down, I just think they're like a pleasure to watch each week. 
Oh, definitely. I, I would agree. I, I'm very excited to see what they do this summer and yeah. uh, new players that they'll bring in to hopefully just like ratchet it up yeah. to an even higher degree next season. Because you kind of, and you, I feel like you were like a late convert. Like it took you a little while to warm up to them, right? I feel like it was like they were a little too mm-hmm. reckless for you, for your taste at yeah. first. I, I still don't fully respect most of the players in that squad, <laughs> but um, it's it's definitely a good sum of their parts situation. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, now we're getting uh, into some proper teams here. Everton. Hamas Rodriguez That's, right here. I mean, DCL will yeah, get all the plaudits for the FPL points, but win, another win-fit situation. But we didn't know what to expect from Hamas Rodriguez when he came in because you're thinking, well, there's a little bit of cognitive dissonance. Like, Hamas, after his you know amazing World Cup performance a couple of World Cups ago for Colombia, you think, here's the next you know, Ballon d'Or winner. And then he's kind of burned out and injured his way out of incredible teams from Real Madrid to, to Bayern Munich. And now he lands at Everton. And then sure enough, right from game week one, it was incredible to watch. And he really transformed what we were going to expect from the Everton attack. And I just, you, you, he has to take the crown for me on this. Squad. I think you're right. Even, you know, Calvert Lewin would be the other obvious contender and, you know, 16 goals, six assists, 7 million player. But I think you're right. I think that Hamas like added like a legitimacy to the team. It's like, it's like he empowered them all to believe in themselves, Brandon or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I had him early on too, when he was uh, especially hot. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm with you there. All right. Tottenham Hotspur. Only two <laughs> players can, can be, can be considered here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it's got to be, I mean, Son, he, everyone loves Son because he is emblematic of the player that plays with the smile on his face. But to own him in fantasy, I think, is just to be a real optimist. Um, And it's been, it was, I mean, the first half of the season was incredible uh, for him. And Harry Kane... I don't know. There's there's really not much to be said here. We're we're all seasoned FPL managers. We know about Harry Kane and Hungman's son. They're fun. They are fun. Yeah. I mean, I feel like um, that's yeah. What else are you gonna say? Like I don't know. Harry, Kane and son. We talked about the start of the pod. They're they, you know talk about anti FP anti MFFA players. This team is scattered with them. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I mean Matt Doherty in particular, like wither. Oh, Wither Matt Doherty, four goals, eight assists last season, 12 clean sheets, 15 bonus points, uh, no goals, two assists this season. Um, just yeah. a real miserable run. Um, so, yeah, no um, – uh, yeah, the less said about everything, everyone else on Spurs, the better, <laughs> um, especially Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale, the ultimate M- anti-MFFA player. Yeah, and when, you're, when your transformative signing in the offseason is Hoyleberg – who like was legitimately a great signing for the club and did help them. I mean, it's, it's not a, that's not a fun fantasy pick. That's for sure. All right. So I'm, I'm starting to like run out of breath here. So let's, uh, (laughs) let's, let's, let's just pick one player from each of these final squads. All right. Liverpool. Jota. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. I'll still say Salah. I had him for game week one, captained him, got a hat trick. I mean, that's 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 what MFFA is all about, Brandon, which is sure. just getting getting goals and celebrating them. <laughs> now, fun fun for me is budget picks. I love just budget picks. That's true. That's what I'm about. It is more fun. It is more fun in general. <laughs> I agree. Getting getting your captaincy right though is is also uh-huh. feels good. True. Uh, true. True. West Ham United got to be Suchek, right? Well, two. It's actually two contenders. Uh, Suchek or. Uh, 
what? Uh, well, I was like gonna say Mikel Antonio, Jesse Lingard. There's actually oh, there's yeah, a few. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or Jesse Lingard. You know, whichever one you prefer. Um, Messi, Messi Lingard, uh, <laughs> Messi Lingard. As, as Adam G put. Yeah, I think that I'll go for Jesse Lingard, and I'll, this will be my MFFA nomination in which I concede. Sometimes I find that I'm looking for the worst in people. And when that move, when that loan of Lingard to West Ham happened, I just thought I don't even have to waste any brain power on this. And he came yeah. and he proved me wrong. And yeah. more power to you, Jesse. I actually think, yeah, if you had, if I had one piece of advice for you next season, I feel like that would be to, um, it would be to, to you know, like, up your up your your optimism mm-hmm. about some of these uh, mediocre um, <laughs> whatever we call Lingard. I don't even know what he is. Um, yeah, I think mine is to is to accept that I'm going to be that I'm going to be boring and not complain about it so much. That's going to be my <laughs> my personal uh, uh, cross to bear. Um, yeah, and I think you know it, it speaks to how tough the competition is. By the way, that Sufal doesn't even get a mention mm-hmm. here. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, 4.5 million, yeah. eight assists. Right. Yeah. Really good this season. Um, all right. Four teams left. Leicester City. I have to agree with Michelle M on this one. James Justin. It was an incredible love boy. affair that I had with him. And yep. I just just to watch him evolve so quickly in real time in that left back position was incredible. And then to have him in your fantasy team and to, and to reap the benefits was incredibly fun and i was so bummed when he got when he did his acl so i hope you come back stronger my man yeah i agree and you know in shout out uh, to ian Acho too 10 goals in his last 10 matches uh started the season i think at like six million um you know so just an incredible incredible late run of form and now it looks like he's really positioned to kind of take over the mantle from Vardy next season yeah. just great. Yeah. he's a nice passer too underrated passer i feel like i really uh i didn't know he he was so good at that it feels like it's an underrated part of his game yeah three three teams left uh chelsea god uh this this is a tricky one because the players that i think about fantasy wise it was oh it was always a race to get a Chelsea player out of your team, right. never to get a Chelsea player into your team. Yeah. I guess there was that period in which Ben Chilwell was the yeah. fullback du jour. He was the new Marcus Alonso. My pick. Couldn't stop getting attacking returns, yeah. but he's, he's kind of receded now. I think Chilwell, just because he had that moment, I feel like it's, yeah. it's a hard team to pick from in general multiple players have had their little moment, you know, they're like a little two week window, but I, th- I think Chilwell gets, gets it. And maybe Rudiger um, late in the season, just because he's such, such good value. But I, I can't say that Rudiger has made my season considerably more fun watching him play or having, it was not, it's not significantly in- impacted the pleasure that I've experienced playing no. fantasy this season. No. Man United, a couple options here. I mean, Bruno is, it can't be, f- <laughs> How fun is Bruno? Because he's sort of mandatory. And I think in some ways that's the opposite of fantasy fun when you feel like you kind of have to have a player. But then the counter argument is what's more fun yeah. than scoring a load of fantasy yeah. points. So in that in that sense, Bruno is the most fun. I think he's in that solid category where, um, you know, it's like it's one thing, you know, like you, sometimes you captain a player and he's very highly captain and you're like, well, like, 
eh, it's just not going to, you know, um, move the needle that much. But in situations like that, you just want them to score like every point, you know, every yeah. point that's available. And I, I feel like there was a match. I think it was um, uh, when Man United hosted Leeds this season where Bruno got like 18 points or something like that. And he was just like he absolutely destroyed Leeds. And so it was like a pleasure to watch them play. And it was a pleasure to have him captained, you know, yeah. and so it sort of overrode all of those ownership things. It was just like, this is just a fun pairing of player. I like watching play and, and player who's fun to have in, in fantasy. So I think that, I think he does fit the MFFA bill in that regard. And just like, I mean, the way he just gets a penalty after penalty, I mean, it's just absolutely insane. I think I saw half his goals this season have been penalties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, final squad, Man City. Ilkay Gundogan is is the pick it's been such an odd fantasy season for city in which they they've kind of walked the league started walking the league at some point without really fundamentally changing the fpl season yeah um and i think gundawan did have that moment where um he just kind of exploded the fpl template and that was a lot of fun and for me like ruben diaz too where Virgil van Dyke gets um, gets assassinated by Pickford earlier in the season. And we felt like we were missing an elite center back yep. and entered DS. Oh, I took way too long to, to just like bring him in. I, I, I think sometimes I over worry about pep rotation and I, 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 I miss out on points. Cause I'm like, I don't even mm-hmm. want to be part of that, you know, but Diaz mm-hmm. is like the Diaz, you know, he and Callum Wilson, Brandon are both the truth. You know, so congrats <laughs> to Tiaz. Uh, he's been yeah. great this season. All right. That is your MFFA All-Stars. We picked, uh, I don't even know what that's about 30 All-Stars across 20 teams. <laughs> it's like an NFL yeah, team that we just <laughs> yeah, uh, picked. Um, thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. I know it's kind of a strange one, but you know, just, there's so many matches left to play. We had to be, um, had to go a little off, off topic this week. So thank you for listening. Thank you to everyone who supports the podcast. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Uh, and again, bonus podcast each week. We'll, we'll be doing one this week after, um, after game week 35 concludes before game week 36 kicks off. Um, and Brendan, do you want to do a quick thank you to our producer patrons? As always, thanks to producers Trevor Ingerson, Mike DiPietro, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T. DeBig Gaffer, Bobas Coon, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Jazz Binning, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Forberg, Skogang, Paul Hertzig, Kyra Christine Lalang, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostel, uh, Anton Markov at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Carrie, I owe you an email regarding stickers, so yeah. stay tuned for that. Kieran Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Blue Nose Stew, Mikey Uong, Bruce Kerr, Nicholas Vernadakis, Sam Shower, Will Husby, Rich Evans, Future Media Group FPL, Ben Sweeney, George Kinney, Shiv Borjoria, and Ram Frosk, and and the second end, this is like, and featuring <laughs> producer AJ. Guest, AJ. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't forget, uh, subscribe to Always Cheating wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And, you know, if Patreon's not your thing, another thing you can do to say thanks and help us out is just give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate that. Follow us wherever you get your social media. Spend most of our time on Twitter, to be honest with you. Email us, hailcheaters at gmail.com. <laughs> and, and, of course, the Slack with all of our Patreon friends. All this information that Josh and I just gave you is available at your fingertips at alwayscheating.com. So head over there to our website um, and say hello. And thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week. Good luck the rest of Game Week 35. Bye.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.